Good morning and welcome to the Breakfast Club Podcast 2020 edition because it's 2020, y'all. It is 2020. It is 2020. In the future. Yes, sir. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing well. Great. Yeah, it's a nice right. Sunday morning. A little, I, they call it good housekeeping. Uh, so I was look, listening to the first episode. And in the first episode, we talked about potential presidential candidates. And we said Kamala Harris. The second episode we did, she had announced that she was running. And now, in 2020, she has dropped out of the race. A little while ago. Yeah, yeah so it's been a while since actually we done an episode. But... <clears throat> Right now we're going through the presidential primaries. Primaries, yeah. Or what's the what's the other word for it? Um, well, the caucus was caucus, yesterday. No, but some states have caucuses. Some states have primaries. Mm-hmm. The what? So caucus is uh, what? Are, the way it by delegates, right? Like no. So the way caucuses work is um, basically uh, it's 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 almost like a I guess you could say like a debate per district or whatever. And yeah, you, you get delegates based on the, uh, you know, whatever districts you want. But that's all primaries. Yeah, and the primary is just like a majority vote. So each state runs it differently. Yeah, but they're different too. Also, you vote and based on, you know, whether your district wins, you get a delegate for it. It's a Democratic Party, man. It's crazy. And look at you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Politics hashtag. Anyhow. And as a fan of politics, our guest here today is Israel oh, Flores. The biggest fan right. of politics. Biggest fan of politics. Yes. All day. All day. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. He is in Macondo. He created Macondo, his band, and they have an album release show on march 7th in visalia at the cellar door cellar door all right everyone should go everyone should go everybody yeah not everybody are you three not everybody not there there's really certain people that shouldn't go take uh, your grandma who, who 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 do you not want to go yeah. huh? who do i not want to go i don't know i got a hit not a hit list, I got a hit list. <laughs> <laughs> not a hit list a hate list i would say. see if they go you can take care of them there too well, so that, that is get true. some good music and you can get rid of your enemies mm-hmm. wait you can't, you can't bomb the cellar door. You can't, no, I, I guess you couldn't bomb the cellar door, but you can Seven. attack that one person. Attack in. one individual person. Yeah, just hire Specific. a hitman outside. You know, that's true. I got a hate comparison. Clean job. Yeah, I actually don't have a hit list. No, no, I don't. You hang out with Chris too much. He has like oh, Chris has a he has like sworn enemies. <laughs> no, but, but I, they don't know they're his enemies. Uh, okay, but I, wonder, I really need to hear. But I wondered though, is it like, is it people that Chris hates or people that Chris? thinks hates him because i feel like it could be that way oh i don't know that list i don't know that second one i know the first one. Oh, yeah all right usually <coughs> the, he calls him nemesis nemesis, nemesis. <laughs> that's a very chris thing to say uh-huh very much very see much so. i always thought that were like just see i guess not an actual enemies but like oh this is the person i'm competing against or like a positive yeah, way usually it's that mm-hmm. well that would be a nemesis then right uh, usually well because Maybe. like Oh no, that would be a nemesis. That'd be a competitor. That's different, I think. Yeah, but usually it's competitors, but Chris Chris calls them nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it more fun. Alright. That's true. What do you guys he, all, he's I, extra like that. Yeah, that's true. He's very extra. Mm-hmm. So seeing how this is the breakfast club and we are having breakfast, what are you guys all having for breakfast? So me, I'm having a very different thing like always, which is like Milanesa with eggs. So I've had jam. the Milanesa before. It's really good. I've mm-hmm. never had eggs on it, but from SPs, of course, who sh- should sponsor your podcast? Yeah, it's like, it's time. Oh, it's time. Come on, Rick, get on it. That'd be pretty good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Send us a check over. Start it over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we always do get it from there. So yeah, yeah. It's you better sure? sponsor. Yeah, sponsor by us. You can just say like, Cut hey, there. we can go. We can go to Martha's if you mm-hmm. want, but we don't want to. Like, 
Yeah, that mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. But I don't know, man. We have a gig in Martha's today, so maybe this is the day we get that sponsorship. Ooh, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Maybe they'll let you use that room in the back, too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Good acoustics. Yeah, so but that Milanesa is really good, though. Mm-hmm. I've had it. Um, I'm having just the breakfast burrito, but they always have chili right on it, which is delicious. Yeah, that's oh. like their staple. I'm having um, the chilaquiles uh, with rice and beans. Usually, they don't serve it with rice. They just serve the beans with it. But Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, sir. And the chilaquiles is made with uh, their chile verde sauce. Oh, so what's the difference between chilaquiles and like SP chips of sorts with egg on it or whatever? Or is that what it is? Oh, shit. I never had SP chips with egg on it. Oh, I mean, I'm assuming that's the difference. I don't know. Oh, it's just scrambled with the tortilla. Mm-hmm. Are they crunchy they just... or are they soft? It depends on when you eat them. Yeah, it depends yeah. on when you eat them. But, yeah, it uh, yeah, it's crunchy, soft, whatever. But, uh, they have like a little bit of meat in them too if you're lucky so it's pretty good <laughs> little chunks of meat it's like uh, when you go to Jack in the Box and you get the curly and your regular fries yeah, yeah you get every, it every single time yeah. that's yeah. that's what makes life worth living and that's living exactly with. what happened to me today I was digging through my rice and I found a big old chunk of uh, a meat a meat mm-hmm. little porky meat what are you eating Ricky? I got some SP chips but I uh, changed the meat because I like it with the salad oh, instead yeah. of chile, oh, instead wow. of chile, the pork. Yeah. So you got chilaquiles with no egg is what you're saying. Yeah, got I got, it. yeah. I got. <laughs> got it. This is for sure is a sponsored message basically now mm-hmm. at no, this yeah. point. I mean, if La Esperanza yeah. in Catela. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know who you should talk to? Who? Demo. Yeah, and actually that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Demo, get on it, fool. <laughs> you got to show on the podcast actually, I do think he listens to it. He's, he's commented a couple times about it. So. Oh, interesting. So yeah, Demo, get on it, fool. That's cool. So here's a question I got on the way here. Well, where um, where do people use? Or where do you put your? Where's the podcast go out? Uh, I ah. use now. I well, for, first we're using SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. then after that we're I think we did like MixCloud. MixCloud. Yeah, okay. but we're looking into a way to widely distribute it. Mm-hmm. I can show you how. It just costs we'll, a little money. That's only. Oh, maybe yeah. we'll look into it. Yeah, we'll talk it it's out. It's not that hard. Because yeah, there's, there's one site, right? One site and yeah. it distributes everywhere? Uh, yeah, like most places. Yeah. I mean, most places that you care about anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, they'll host it basically yeah. for you and then push it out. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's the way to right. do it. And then because everyone's like, well, I have this, but I don't have that. Right. Like, well, I don't have iTunes. I don't have this. So I only have Google. Right, yeah. It just goes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So we're looking and into the, a the solution. The caveat way is, yeah, you can put it anywhere like that's easy to stream. But we're so like lazy that I yeah want, go I, find it yeah I don't mind go, go to find every it. yeah account. Like, yeah like yeah. you just gotta say like okay it's there like you, you click one button you got it or then, you already listened to it and right? then uh, once you <clears throat> once you register on this site to push out onto all these other other individual mm-hmm. sites mm-hmm. Um, can you go to that individual site and log in with your do you have your own credentials no for there's a few that might so I think iTunes you have to create something special for it. Mm. But other than that, you don't. So whatever you put on this hub site, mm. that's what goes to all of them. And then, like, you can't go to that one site and change it. A few like of them let you like profile or a something. A few of them let you like. Oh, you want to see how many iTunes downloads you have specifically? You could sometimes do that. But how, how so the hub man- will create the profile and yeah. manage it. So yeah. you manage your profile all from the hub. Then mostly, yeah. Uh, yeah. But a few of the bigger ones might give you some numbers. Like I don't, I don't even know if Spotify does that, but. You can and you can select like I don't want to be on Google or I don't want to be in Spotify, but put me in all of them so mm. for whatever reason. Uh, in case you hate one specifically, 
Well, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I want to try Spotify. That's what I've heard. Is um, on on what? Word. On like for like podcasts. I yeah. think you can you can um, post them there too. And mm-hmm. yeah, this did past, you ever try that? Or podcast is on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, on Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. So yeah, that's where I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Spotify, yeah. I have yeah. the subscription, the subscription service, and yeah. it's pretty. Do you, can you listen to podcasts without having like, with the download? Free? Yeah, it's yeah. I think you can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to download; you just stream. Yeah, you see. You can download them too, even free. Yeah, I am the free person. But I, you know what? I used to get annoyed. I have the app, the the podcast app via Apple. Yeah, and I used to get annoyed because it would just automatically download everything. Oh, and I would fill up my space. And then, did you still do that? Uh, no, I just disabled it. it. But I stopped I using turned, the app too. I, I turned just, that setting off. Yeah, I just started um, streaming on Spotify. So when I was like living in Mexico City eh, a while back, I had like an iPod Touch, right? And it's before streaming, and also there was no like connection to it. So I had a two-hour commute to work, subway, and I get up in the morning. I download like whatever podcast like I could find daily. Uh, but you know how sometimes they show up in the morning, mm-hmm. so I do that. Download it on my computer, sync it to the Zang thing, Dang. and like while well, I showered or whatever. Yeah. Because it's a two hour commute. I can listen to music, but it's like two hours there, two hours back. Like, I want like That's something so other than music and like podcast talk kind of stuff. It's easier. Uh, and I can still kind of hear the surroundings. Yeah. Kinda. And every like every three or four weeks, I do everything. And then I, I get going, I get on the subway, I'm going there, putting my headphones on, like, oh, it didn't sync correctly. Damn. Dude, that's so like the like, struggle of like yeah. the early 2000s. Or yeah. not like 2000s. <clears throat> or, yeah. yeah and if it was like Thursday or Friday, like I already went through everything I had on the pod, like on the on the playlist and stuff. Like, oh, I got nothing. nothing. Uh, I just sad face all the way there. All right. Speaking about your time in Mexico City, that's where Macondo kind of got that's started, right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good transition. So you can you talk about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Macondo started in uh, when I was in Mexico City by myself. So, of course, I had bands here uh, in us or whatever in and out um so macondo uh, is a solo project he started as a solo project yeah uh but i mean i need band members now so uh yeah i started in mexico and i was like i i i went back 2009 is that right something like that yeah 2010 actually because it's been 10 years um i went back I took a few things like, you know, a guitar and a couple of minor things, but I really didn't have that much. I did have like a computer or something to record super basic. And I was there for a while. I was there for a while. A lot harder to do something out there. Um, You know, I didn't have like the greatest job initially and all that. So at some point I decided like, I need to make music, but how do I do it? Like, I don't have a band. Like, I I, I didn't have like all the kind of luxuries that I had Uh that I had built up uh, in the U.S. Friends and all that. Mm. And so at some point I decided like, oh, I'll just make... I'll just make music with literally whatever I got. Like, mm-hmm. if someone lends me a tambourine, then, you know, I'll, I'll borrow a tambourine, but I'm not going to wait for a drummer uh-huh. and full recording and everything. And so that's where my condo started. So I wrote for that. And then it was the first time I sang, too, I think. Hmm. That was really the first time you ever sang? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, like oh. in front of people? No, just like, I'm going to make music where I'm going to sing. Ah. Mm-hmm. So that's what shifted it. I mean, you, some of you, like, I mean, it's not like a big deal, but um, some of you are familiar with, my previous bands and a lot of them were louder heavier faster whatever uh-huh. as soon as i switched to like oh i'll make stuff that i need to sing i couldn't sing any of the stuff that I, like i used to play for other people to uh-huh. sing right because it's like i don't have that voice so automatically shifted to like here's what will probably fit what i could sing and that's where like everything softened 
Uh, I mean, I like soft stuff anyway. But mm-hmm. even if I really wanted to play like super, like let's say I wanted to continue Murdoch and sing myself, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So boom, everything switched. Um, See, that's the first thing I noticed about your band when I first heard it, because um, I was expecting like, I guess the old like I guess a rosy rock sound. Because mm-hmm. I think it's very oh, typical. rosy rock has mm-hmm. a sound. Okay, yeah, I think it does. Like it's mainly from you guys, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah but the, the Colony Street. Yeah. the street that's right yeah but uh that's what i was expecting and then i listened to 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 that first album i was like oh okay this is different i like it i like it too yeah it was very uh-huh. different on so. purpose kind of thing and it was um the first like ep i think had like three it was supposed to have like four or five songs mm-hmm. when i was recording my last one like i was literally like 90 percent done my like little device that i used to record like broke and so that song never got finished until this album oh. or never got recorded anyway um, what what did you use to record like the was this just like a little microphone type of thing or did you yeah, use your phone it, or? It, i used pro tools but mm-hmm. i had like a little two input like digital thing that like i could plug in two microphones at mm-hmm. the most so i used one maybe like two. this um i mean it, yeah it, it's just a digital thing like that went into iRig. the computer yeah yeah um it's called the mbox not xbox M-box. but mbox from pro tools M-box. and yes. i have pro tools which is like what i was usually, usually comfortable with mm-hmm. and that's what i did everything on um and until it until it broke i could still finish mixing but i can record vocals and that's the last thing i needed for a song mm-hmm. so that song never got finished until now. now yeah so you come back to the states in 2014 2012 late 2012 so i was gone oh, for like okay. two and a half years no almost three years but not quite almost three okay. years yeah. so like how like as soon like as soon as you got back did you start like oh we gotta get this project going again no i you know i, I don't have a let me think I want to say a few people reached out and say like, hey, because people had heard the music, right? I didn't have like major plans per se. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't like that figured out. I mean, I always want to play music, but I didn't have a plan. I don't know if it was Jason, bass player, maybe Chris, someone might have said like, hey, well, what about the stuff that you got? Like, you're not going to like play it. And I was like, that's a good idea. Um, so I think it kind of started from there. So I started, you know, getting people and usually like, Chris is always on board for stuff, so he's just kind of by def- not by default, but like that's my first go-to, right? Um, I think we've been playing for like twenty plus years now. Wow. I don't know how he puts up with me, but that's he crazy. does. Yeah, uh, and so it just kind of went from there. Like, okay, well, we'll start putting it together. You know, found like a couple extra guys. I wanted like I wanted keys somehow in there, but I don't really know anyone that could play keys well. Um, so it kind of morphed a little bit, but there it was, and now we started after that. So those original songs that I had that I recorded on my own, if you hear them, they sound like there's like drums, but there isn't. There's like uh, a cajon and some shakers and things like that. And that's about it. We ha- I happen to have a, a bass guitar, so there's bass in there. But <laughs> other than that, acoustic guitar, vocals, and then random percussion. Cool. Uh, I did find a violin player who was like a student, but he was very good. And so there's a few songs that did have violins and violas and cellos and whatnot. That's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then, so now you're bringing those songs that you recorded on yourself on by yourself over. And you're trans- transitioning them to like the full band setting. Right. So at that point, so you guys have the album coming out, and how many tracks are on the album? Ten. Ten. Full so out of the ten, are like how many are like really like your songs versus like a band sound? Every song is a band song. Uh, even so, there's what like two. <clears throat> There's probably two songs in here that are like older, like Mexico City songs, but it's like the van, band version of it. Okay. So they they morphed, right? Like, um, like for example, Jason, who 
who was used to playing in a lot of like Norteño Mexican bands, he has like his own flavor of playing, right? So I didn't, that wasn't in the initial recording because I don't have that myself. So once he comes around, that gets embedded. Carlos comes over with like the rock and Espanol kind of thing in the background. He adds whatever he does. And then Chris just like, I don't know, like he, there's too many, you know. Maybe, yeah, Chris is like a multi-genre yeah, genre player. Bato, yeah, Bato Rock in the back. No, Bato, Bato Rock. rock. <laughs> That's the greatest name still, yeah. Bato Rock. Uh, uh, you know, I don't, don't know that. But but that, those things kind of get added. And so these songs are still the same song in like it's at its core, but now they have like these undertones that like weren't there in the past so. oh okay that's cool so you're able to like take everything and blend it together yeah that's awesome yeah which usually like if that works out well then that's a good thing do you give a lot of input to the band like uh, probably more than they want yeah <laughs> well, at the end of the day i mean it's, i mean yeah. like I mean, I, it's your song right yeah. so you're well sometimes to get i come with ideas and it, it'll work a couple different ways but right uh, so Chris is used to it because I've been doing that like his whole life uh, and I'm surprised that's why I say I'm surprised he puts up with me because I literally like change his drum parts and it's usually like not to a funner drum part it's to like a more boring one mm-hmm. which is kind of as a musician is a little bit boring but I'm looking like oh here's how I picture the song going and yeah that, that drum part is super cool but it's maybe too much for a simple song or whatever right right Ricky knows very well that the Macondo songs are really simple on purpose kind of thing um, but sometimes I'll come in with like here's what i think the melodies should sound like not just the vocals but guitar parts and everything and carlos kind of finds his version of that i'll, I'll make them ahead of time so i'll find a way to like oh make put your own spin so, on it yeah but sometimes i'm super specific to like i know this this is what i want on there so it's a little balanced and they do like really well with that so it's good nice yeah we had some experience with that too like um when we played with you guys um on what was it um the um, you guys played yeah, two shows with us yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah they're they're simple songs but they layered very very well and it's just yeah they're it, great i think i did ask you one time like oh what's your songwriting process and you're like oh i just come up with the riff and then you kind of have to hum the melody right yeah and that's yeah so for me like melody is like number one kind of thing so uh-huh. i'll come up with some sort of basic progression or riff or whatever uh, and then melody like that's the important part for me and then i'll like from that melody like how i hum I like lyrics come kind of randomly and some of those stay and some of those kind of get like switched over okay and then i'll layer stuff on it and I, like uh Verman said it it's a lot especially some of these early songs it was like the same few chords and then there's layers of this like oh it starts simple with this then we add this next step then we add more vocals and then we add more vocals on top of that and another guitar and then it like builds up to big it's all right dynamic so it's usually dynamics with Macondo as opposed to like a bunch of chord changes and right like right and that's like when you guys played with us that's usually what it was like especially because you're like doing the mariachi kind of stuff you come in like 20 30 seconds into the song because you're like another layer and then by the end of the the song everyone's like singing and playing and yeah, everything yeah. still the same four chords but now it's like big you know yeah yeah so it changes like the dynamic of the entire song because right. it's all like layered yeah yeah, that's cool. All right, so we're gonna play uh, the single off the album. Is there a title a title for the album? Yeah, voices. Voices. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is winter off of voices by Mokondo. Hey. Yeah. Here's yeah, a little cop. Show it to the camera. Oh, that's right. Are we on? Save my reputation 
So you guys have heard this song before, or some of you, right? Yeah. I want like what what this. I mean, maybe you guys are too in. Like you probably heard this song. Like you two in particular probably mm-hmm. didn't play this song. Uh, but what is that? Like we because people hadn't heard it in the past, right? More like random people are hearing right, it, right? Right. And we're getting random comments, not like bad comments, but like things that we weren't expecting. Like oh, it sounds like this, or it sounds like that. You might be too in to like tell the difference, but what does that sound like to you? Does it sound like anything? Um. No, like as like, comparing it to like another artist. Yeah, like oh, that reminds me of or. Well, I know 
when I think about Macondo, the first EP, and maybe like those first couple shows in those first couple, in those first years, er, you guys, the sound around you of a band of horses. Okay, that's cool. So, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea. Okay. All right, all right. It sounds like a mix of <clears throat> all kinds of stuff, man. Like you can hear a little bit of, um, I don't know, I'm drawing a blank, but you can hear a little bit of like some 90s, right, right. you know, rock in there. You can hear a little bit of like, fuck, 2000s rock in there. You know, just a little bit of flavor in there. You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of good shit in there. I can't, oh. I can't put. I'll tell you guys at the end. I'm not good with words. Put what, what I, we've gotten like three, three people that have said like the one thing that like, oh really well, that's interesting this is my i guess my impression of that song like what would it kind of sound like i, I guess uh, the 90s like rock song but i hear more like a ricardo arjona type of thing i don't i that's clearly not like it but that's kind of what it reminds me of like that like i the guess pop, the pop quality of it? yeah like the that pop uh rockish type of thing uh-huh i guess a lot of like uh what's his name uh pepe aguilar like his rock stuff have you heard his rock no, stuff i haven't yeah it sounds a lot like it like like uh, that's what I hear. I, well, I think and even um, like the rock Espanol influences because rock Espanol, the way that the songs are arranged, like there's so many layers. Like you're talking about layers and stuff. Right. I think of like um, what's the band I was thinking of? Um, like ooh. those Fabulosa Cadillacs. Uh huh. Like how they include so much instrumentation to their songs. So like yeah. you listen to a recording, there's like. Like different like percussion and different types of guitars and stuff within that song, plus the horns and everything. So like that, so like even like this song, you hear like the acoustic is very like prominent, but even like the, but then they have the electric with all the effects and stuff and right. it has that other layer. Yeah, right. So what's your impression? What's your answer? Oh, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I mean, no. I, I I mean maybe this was like I was thinking as I was uh, asking you guys, like, oh, what, what does this sound like to you? But I, I kind of remembered, mm-hmm. well, you two have been hearing some of these songs for a while. Like, I've mm-hmm. been, So it's not like, oh, your first time you hear it. And you don't have that, like, uh-huh. blank slate of, like, from zero to 100. Like, uh-huh. oh, what does that remind me of? That's usually the, the cleanest where, like, yeah. you don't think too hard about it. Mm-hmm. So a few of the things we've gotten recently that none of us, like, in the band have considered at all. It was, like, in the last, like, few days, we've gotten multiple, like, oh, it reminds me of, like, Old School Maroon 5. I was like... There it is. I a see, little bit. I did see that. A uh, little bit. I would have never guessed that, right? But multiple. And these are... Uh-huh. Also, the boys. These are outside people, right? Like, uh-huh. so that they're not... They have no connection. I think they just hear... And this is just the one song, right? All the other songs are probably slightly different. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, wow. None of us like would have guessed that at all. But that's like the third or fourth person that says it in the last year. By the way, these strawberries are not just for me. Okay. I bought well, the bigger carton. Well, if you guys want some, grab some. Okay. Not you. Too these late are for huge. You want some? No. These are definitely like that's a recipe for yeah. it. These are recipe. These are SPs and strawberries. Well, I don't know why strawberries would give you diarrhea. Like that doesn't like chemically nah, make sense. Man. Unless you're allergic. Get Let me have and black coffee. These, these are now. definitely like the these are definitely a Monsanto yeah. uh, type yeah. strawberries. Some of those Monsanto strawberries. I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do SPs, black coffee, and strawberries oh, just for shit. just for Franco. Careful. Careful. No, I should I should be good. I know in the past like your other projects you've. Done the recording yourself, mm-hmm. but this time you guys went to a studio, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was like the big difference in that? Um, so, before it was by necessity, right? Mm-hmm. So, I just do the recording myself, just like you know, you kind of, you guys have played in bands enough to realize, like, oh, sometimes accessibility is not very, very, you know, obvious there or whatever. Uh, and so, you do it yourself, or you find like your like your friend down the street that mm-hmm. will do it for free or whatever. So, I got used to some of that. 
Uh, but for this, we wanted to quote unquote like, oh, we wanted to make it as good as the recording as we can manage. Right, right. right. We're not like, you know, we're a rock band in the valley. We don't make tons of money. I mean, there's bands in the valley that can make a lot of money, but usually like, it's like a full commitment for them. Well, or like a, a cover band or a mariachi. Oh, yeah. or we're like they make a lot of money sometimes. Oh, we're rolling um, in the dough every day. Yeah, man. mariachis. I mean, I saw Ricky getting paid yesterday, so yeah, that's true. Big yeah. old packs of cash. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, <laughs> bundles. So uh, the goal for this album was to try and get like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word this, make it sound as l- l- the least local sounding as possible. Right. It's not gonna be like. Oh, like a fully like produced album from like you know Capitol Records or anything like that. But so that it doesn't have. Sometimes you hear that like on on the radio, and it's really good to hear like the local bands on the radio. There's some like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. And like, oh, that one sounds very local. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. You know, just the sound, not so much the song. Oh yeah, I think it's like the like everyone's going from like doing it on like a garage band into like a mix or Like we're yeah. doing this, yeah. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But what happens is, if you don't necessarily know what you're doing, it will sound like mm-hmm. very like local. I don't know how to, uh, how to say it better. And there's plenty of local bands that have really good sounding stuff. Uh, but that was kind of the goal. Like, oh, how, how can we do this in a quote-unquote budget? So we recorded in the studio in Tulare, um, Sacred Geometry Studios. The guy happened to go to the same audio engineering school that I did. So I had some conversations with him. And I said, I'm going to make this difficult, but are you willing to do it? Because I'm very specific, right? So I'm like that annoying band person that like wants to change like frequencies and stuff. As opposed to like, oh yeah, just do your job and get us a good sound. Thing. Yeah, yeah. But because I know just enough, I make it harder for him. So I give him the heads up. Like I'm, I'll try to be as decent as I can, but I will be very specific about like, like very in depth stuff. I well, yeah. But the thing is, like, you know, like the small details, and you know what you want. So I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, yeah, you're tra- you're paying for it, so like and get those, your money's worth. Those details actually do count. So that was one of the things for this album, right? The other thing was, I wanted to get legit mastering, and mastering is its own thing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's like mastering studios and mastering engineers. You do the whole album, you mix it, you get it together, you send it off, right? And then you can like do it on like the guy that mixed it and recorded it for you can probably do a pseudo mastering for you i mean sometimes they call it mastering but i don't call it real mastering but it'll it'll get there right but i convinced the guys in the band to say like we got to save up a little extra money to send it to a legit mastering guy not just like he has enough equipment and all that but he has the ears and that's all he does mm. and so that takes it like the next step over to where like oh it, it doesn't sound like that local band as much it has to be good to begin with and then he just takes it like another little extra right step. right what do you, do you mean by local band do you mean like the sound like the recording of yeah, it? yeah 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 i mean yeah. that's not, like i don't have a better way to put that uh but like you know just to go back there's plenty of local acts that have really good sounding yeah music. yeah but once in a while you hear like those songs on the radio mm-hmm. like new york 104 will play local bands all the time mm-hmm. and there's like one two three and then the fourth one comes over and you're like oh it just doesn't sound like the yeah. vocals don't really match just up. it's just things. too loud yeah. yeah you don't know how to mix it and yeah. yeah uh you know it's a it's a myriad of things it, it, it's not necessarily like equipment or budget all the time it's just sometimes like that's probably what all my early stuff sounded like which is fine but yeah. the goal was to like not to to make it sound a little bit better than that because it's gonna go on, yeah. it's gonna go on like you know spotify and itunes and right. all yeah. that stuff so of course if you're hearing like your favorite at band and you put this on a playlist, I you know like I don't know I people might skip it just because it sounds a little shittier you know mm-hmm. so it's just that. 
But a lot, a lot of people like don't know the like the younger people that are barely getting into the recordings. They don't know like the terms or whatever. Like the pseudo, what would you say, pseudo mastering? I never even heard of that. Before. No, what I what I mean by that is um so um uh, someone that mixes your album, uh-huh. they can from the computer. There's plugins that will like kind <coughs> of master it. Yeah, but it's like an auto. Kind of. I mean, you can tweak things. Yeah. But um, mastering engineers have like trained ears yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And they'll adjust like very minimal things because yeah. that affects everything. That yeah. affects the whole song. It's no longer like yeah. just affect the drums or the vocals or mm-hmm. guitar. Now you're tweaking with everything. And then separately, they make everything consistent. Yeah. So mastering was a big deal for final records, for mm-hmm. example. They have to be very specific so the needle doesn't do this and it doesn't mm-hmm. do that. The, it's not too basic for this or mm-hmm. too wait for that. The sound was, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all consistent. And so that's still a thing. That's still a thing. Um, So that was one of the things that I was really trying to push for, see if we could pull that off, and we did. So that helps, right? And then beyond that, like packaging and actual press CDs Mm -hmm. as opposed to copies. I mean, there's nothing wrong with copies. I sold plenty of copies in the past where, like, you burn them, you put a sticker on it, and and the music still goes out. But trying to make it as good as we could within our means, you know, because we don't have... You're trying to... Yeah, it's yeah. your product. You're mm-hmm. trying to, to market it off, dude. Yeah. That's your, that's your band. Right, right. I get you. Down to the artwork and everything. Yeah, it looks really nice. Sounds really nice. I was smoking to it last night. That's what I was trying to, like, what does this kind of sound like? When you said Maroon 5, Well, we never, like, we never thought of that. Like, we've been playing the songs forever, but... But that was just that one song. Though. Yeah, so the other ones are a little bit different. There's yeah. more acoustic <laughs> stuff in there, so I'm not sure... It's all kind. Of, I mean, you can have you have a flavor. Your band has a flavor of everything. Like I said, it's pretty good. I would say. You guys haven't heard. Have you heard? Have I? I don't know. Have the you whole album? Yeah. No. There's still parts of it. I mean, I've heard. I think I know probably most know, of them from know the songs, uh-huh. but as far as the on album. the recording, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think maybe I heard like two or three, but this is even before I got mastered. So. Oh yeah, and and was it just like oh here sit down and listen to this kind of thing as opposed to I like, think I think I got an email. No oh, okay. Yeah okay. yeah. Okay. That's cool. how yeah I think that's how you're like hey you want to listen to this and you send it to oh, me. Oh you know I remember you guys played that show with us so I sent you oh recordings. the songs that's right that's right because you guys are familiar with a few and then here's some newer songs and we're gonna play those at the show so like here's how you can remember how to play it or whatever. See, I remember that. We just figured out where that Macondoli came from. We could put him on, on the webs. Put him on the webs. Do it. Nah, I sent it to Snowden. He sent it out. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's going to be like, what the hell is this? Nah, this never mind. Let's publish it. Yeah. It's not Kanye. We're not going to publish it. Not this. Kanye. No. Speaking of Kanye, that last album was pretty good. I don't know if you guys heard it. Oh, I have it. No. I have not. I like it. Is that the one that's like... It's a, a Christian one, but it's yeah, a gospel album. It's a gospel good. album? It's gospel inspired. He has a church, doesn't he? It's like, yeah. Or a church service. Kanye? It's a service. It's a service, mm-hmm. yeah. What's With Austin, it, what's the new yeah. album called? Uh, I'll say Life of Pablo. That's not it. No, I mean, I'm Jesus. looking them up right now. Let's see. Life of Jesus. God. Jesus. Is I think king. it might be Life of God. Jesus oh. is King. That is that one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I had not ever not heard it. Life of Pablo was 2016. This 2016. is I'm assuming 2020. Which is the one I skipped over. Which Life one? of Pablo. Yeah, I skipped yeah. over that one. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I didn't like that one. I think I listened to it one time, and I'm, like, I'm not really getting any of it. Mm. Nothing like 2010 Kanye. They gave a good um, summary of Kanye's career on uh, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. And, uh, like, though he came from, like, New York and everything, he was, um, like, he wasn't, like, he didn't come from, like, a gangster background like most of the other rappers. He was always just, he was just a musical, like, kind of guy. 
and his like, mom was like a good scholar and stuff, right? Yeah. She was like a professor or something. Educated. You grew up in New York? I thought he was from Chicago. Yeah, I, I thought he was from Chicago too, but maybe. Wherever, he, I don't yeah. know. He's from Chicago. He's but, a musical uh, genius, that's Chai, what matters. Chai. But um, he, uh, that's how he kind of, you know, he just, he started telling himself like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm great, you know, just kind of started believing his, his own stuff and like, yeah. where it landed him. I mean, not to say he's not good. I still remember Kanye from when I was like, maybe like 13 or 14. What's the first song you heard? Through the Wire. Oh, shoot. You remember that one? No, I It's the only song that uh, he recorded when his, like, jaw was wired shut. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, uh, well, that's what the, I remember it was like MTV, You Oughta Know, and they would always profile like new artists, Mm -hmm. and he was one of them, and he was like this guy in like a... Like, he looked like a typical, like, 2003 rapper, like, in Timberlands and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and we, well, you talk about, like, producing for Jay-Z, and then, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, he talked about his car accident, where he got his jaw wired shut, and that's when he started writing the album and stuff. Like, he just pushed himself to record it, and then when it, when it came out, like, the whole music community was like, what the that hell? That was 2003? 2003 or 2004 or was that like an EP or no that was the album the full album is is the college dropout oh that's that's oh college dropout's all four right yeah I think so it's that first album and then Through the Wire is a song oh I see uh, that's like the only song that he raps I think on that album with the Jawwire shit Mm -hmm. dang I see it here now yeah so good speaking of uh, stuff you watch on Netflix you got anything what are you watching right now so I have um I don't watch as much stuff as like I everyone's like oh have you seen this have you using that and like no I don't, don't got time I'm working on a bunch of other crap uh, but I did see a couple of things recently like finally saw a couple of things so I saw the newest season of Narcos Mexico which is very good uh, if you're kind of into that that's Birdman's stuff right that's there that's my stuff yeah so did I you just see the mariachi scene yet the what the mariachi scene I've seen everything yeah. you've seen the whole thing well the oh. Mexico one right like I, yeah. I finally like finished it um it, I mean, it's interesting to me, but I kind of have a small ties to it. Like, I think episode one of the season or whatever that is, they, uh, first of all, they hint about, like, the earthquake in Mexico City in 1985. Mm-hmm. Then they actually show footage of that, like, a little bit down the line. And I was there. Like, me and Danny were in that particular earthquake in Mexico City. So, every time that comes back around, like, it reminds me. You know, they, they don't how, really spend too much time on it. How old were you when that happened? Five. You were five. Do you but remember it, the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, I remember yeah. very well, yeah. Oh, wow. I was just telling someone the story not that long ago. And it was one of those things where I was at my grandma's house. We had a house in Mexico City. Uh, somewhere in November 1985. And I have a few uncles that are, like, seven and eight years older than me. So, I was five. They were, like, teens, right? So, they were, like, the closest I had to, like, play with and whatever. And they were young enough that they kind of play with us. Um, and so, I was... I remember sleeping, uh, you know, because it was in the morning, like, at seven or so in the morning. Uh, and shaking... The shaking of the bed woke me up. So, I was laying down, eyes closed, everything. Then, the shaking woke me up. And I didn't think too much of it. And I opened my eyes, nothing. Then it shook again, like, you know, a few seconds later. And at that, like, I... Like, that actually woke me up, but I still didn't open my eyes. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, oh, my uncles are joking with me. They're, like, shaking the bed. And then, of course, it happened again, like, a few seconds later. And I, like, I was already kind of awake, but still eyes closed. And so I popped up. And, like, like okay, I got you. Like, you're shaking the bed. But, like, I find, you know, like, ta-da. And then I did that. No one. There was no one around. And so I didn't know, right? I didn't know the difference. Well, because the room we were staying at, it was, like, all cement. Like, even cement yeah. roof, you know? By the time that, like, people in the house, because this is, my grandma's house is, like, 
spaced out like it's not like one cohesive right yeah it's like one little building next to another yeah Yeah. so this room was like uh next to like the you have to go out and then you go to the kitchen then you go out to other rooms there's like space in between there's a patio like in the center kind of thing um so my grandma and some of my i think my grandma had dispatched these my two uncles that were like whatever 14 and 16 like okay go get the kids there in that room you know if there's an earthquake like go grab them out asap in case you know there's any issues because the houses here in the u.s i mean they probably would hold up to most i mean like your yeah. stuff on the walls and stuff will fall but your house will probably the structure yeah won't collapse you know It'll sway yeah but that one like just the roof itself is like you know a few inches of just the straight up like cement mm. so the, she dispatched them to go get me and my brother and and you know i was like i got off of the bed didn't see anyone i was like what's going like right, under the bed and before i thought of anything they came in running grabbed us and walked out the house kind of was fine but the city was like demolished uh-huh. we happened to live in an area or my grandma's house happens to be an area of the city that's a little bit south where there was like hundreds of years ago there was a huge volcano so it's like all covered in volcanic rock all covered oh. in volcanic rock like you go through like the street and then there's like oh a house and then like eight ton piece of volcanic rock that's just there they built roads through it eventually <laughs> but there's parts that are just there so mexico city center was the lake so that was really jelloy and, and mobile mm-hmm. so that's what shook a lot our side was a lot too but not as big as Where's like that? other parts so it was not safe but it was better wow how long do you think it took them to clean it like up just kind of get everything back the way it was Ooh, i don't know it took forever and it was one of those things where it was eye-opening because there was not the infrastructure to like for 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 that type of right the, there's been earthquakes in the past and everything but that's kind of the first time that it was such a big city i'm sure like 50 years or 100 years before there was things like that but there wasn't tall buildings right, right. and millions of people and that kind of thing how big was that earthquake eight point something yeah so it was multiple right so it was seven something seven something and it was i forget what they call them but it moved like left and right and Mm -hmm. then it moved up and down and one of those is worse than the other and which one the wavy one um that's the one that's the worst one the street no actually it's the other way around the lateral movements i forgot engineer Mm -hmm. come on so yeah what happens with mexico (laughs) city is it's not on a fault line or anything yeah it's like a few hundred miles from one but it travels and it expands. It's almost think about like you shake something on one end right. and then at the other end it gets worse. And because it was a lake, um, not that long ago, like the valley here, the Central Valley was a lake yeah. way long ago. Mexico City wasn't a lake that long. You know, it was the 400 years before as opposed yeah. to like 8,000 years ago or whatever. So it was very like jello Like I've been downtown in the very center of Mexico City with a huge concert with thousands of people. And who was it? Malita Vecindad or someone mm-hmm. was like doing a song where like everyone's bouncing up and down to the beat and the floor literally gives like, woo, woo. and it's cement like yeah you can feel it boom 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 shaking um, I had another scenario where I went I was at a coffee shop not downtown but not too far from it and it happened to be the like the local soccer uh, team well there's a couple there's three but the Los Pumas had won uh-huh. the um, you know the championship that day. and I happened to, yeah I happened to be going for a meeting or something and they all go down they go to what they call the angel which is that picture you guys see like mm-hmm. that what's that and at some point they all started bouncing up and down and you can feel that inside the inside coffee the shop. coffee shop that's so crazy it was a bunch of tourists in there you know because there's a big hotel mm-hmm. next door and people were starting to freak out and the people from the hotel or from the coffee shop said like don't worry it's the people that there was like 
thousands and thousands of people outside and eventually they'll start a chat or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and if they do the same thing at the same time it will like you can feel it's like it. that ripple you, effect yep you can feel it just from people bouncing i mean there's plenty of them but you can yeah, feel yeah. it that's crazy it's nuts yeah it's nuts. Uh, like i said i have a similar experience when i was in japan um we we got on this really really tall building it was really windy that day mm-hmm. so the building kind of slightly sways mm-hmm. and that freaked me out so yeah. much i remember been in a big tall like that tall building i think it was like 60th floor or something yeah. like that and oh, it was no. like swaying it was just like this yeah. is freaky yeah your brother's still in mexico right now yeah. right uh, he's been there for 10 years did he was he there when the last earthquake happened yeah the he's one, been there for all ago? of them he's been there yeah. for all of them yeah he uh, i mean he so he at the time i think he was working at a building not too far from downtown multi-story building so they evacuated them mm-hmm. they were out for a while like it was we all left now there's a bunch of like plans and safe areas and yeah. evacuations and everyone um, has that earthquake drills and there's an app and the app is mm-hmm. interesting because what it is because so there nothing can pre- pre- predict the actual earthquake <laughs> but because of the part that i talked about how the fault is a few right. hundred miles away mm-hmm. it technically takes the earthquake movement some time to travel to the city yeah. So, it'll be in real time. So, like, oh, there was a big movement beyond whatever mm. Richter scale it is that they set it up to. And then that sends a signal. And and the time it takes that to travel to the city, you might get a signal and be able to, like, brace yourself. Right, yeah. I think it's like you have this much time to, like, get undercover. Yeah, just because yeah. it travels. If it happens to be where, like, that the actual city has an actual earthquake that is the epicenter is a city, it won't really catch right, it. Right, right. But because it's like, oh, it might take, like... A minute and a half or whatever that is yeah that, that th- might give you enough time like your thing goes off you get out whatever yeah it's crazy how to yeah. like think like like in the yeah they said 85 right the yeah. city isn't prepared for an earthquake no. and then after that they're like oh, okay and the same thing i i think about like uh, puerto rico because they had that big earthquake like a few years ago and where they shut down like all the power and stuff and i was like for being like a kind of like it's like an epicenter kind of you know mm-hmm. and it's part of the united states and there's that country still like has like um, like faults within like their buildings codes and stuff like that well yeah yeah yeah. and then you know some of that still like could be worked up in mexico but even just like awareness and yeah. if this happens like make sure you exit or don't stay or these tall buildings and everything's like cement you know everything yeah. is cement. i mean some of the like legit full-on like buildings have like stuff to kind of prevent that but everything else is kind of medium or yeah, old like, yeah because like, a lot of them are brick Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those old, me and like my grandma has, like, like, like the way you said your grandma's house is set up, like yeah. the three little yep. buildings, or whatever. It's like the same way, and it's yep. all just like cement. Like. And most most of the most of that is like you like you know your your grandpa does it, your dad does it. Your yeah, exactly. Does, yeah, you know, like yeah, maybe someone will come over and help. It's like the Amish; they just all work together. Yep, <laughs> like but a it's, barn raising. It's not like oh, let's get a contractor. Yeah, there's yeah. that exists, but it's not the same. Well, even then, a lot of those buildings like you said are older, so like it's like before the idea of even a contractor or someone professional to do it. It's mm-hmm. like oh, we're just gonna do it ourselves. Yeah, and yeah. to make it worse for the city the 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 whole center part has been sinking for a while oh yeah because the spaniards came over they they demolished all the the, the ruins yeah they demolished all the pyramids and and those shrines and stuff and they said we're going to bring catholicism here so now we're going to use all this stuff to build super heavy like churches and they didn't realize that it was way too heavy for what i mean they didn't care i think it's just like we want to like catholicism yeah. is the way it goes so you know and so a lot of that's been sinking they literally have to lift like up churches that are tons and tons and tons uh, from the bottom and lift them up because they're sinking so much 
And like, like, we're talking like feet, not like a couple inches. Yeah. Like feet down from where they, you know, were initially. I'm waiting for that Engineering Marvels episode on Netflix about that. Because uh, <laughs> there has to be one. Because I get the the mechanism to get that up there has to be incredible. I don't even know. Yeah. I've, I've seen plenty of like, and they talk mm-hmm. about it. And sometimes there's renderings of it. But uh-huh. it still does not make sense. Like, it, when you picture like a car jack at the bottom, like, right. I don't know how they do it. It has to be something like just filling up with like sand or some sort of material slightly, little by well, little. The, just pushing it up. If the Egyptians could do uh-huh. it. But we're talking that's about true. like we're talking about a pyramid that's already built mm-hmm. uh, and it's sinking. It now you got to lift that. Yeah, that yeah. is true. So, yeah. Wow. What was it called? Engineering marvels. Yeah, they they do like uh, just crazy stuff. Like uh, there's an episode on. They do like uh, bridges and stuff like that. Yeah, right? the coolest one that I that I watched was in Dubai. That indoor uh, ski ski ring. Like it's this big giant building. It makes like it has. It's so big. It has like it's artificial weather inside. It's in Dubai. It makes it cold. The middle of the desert, and, and there's a ski rink, and it snows in there. It so, are you predicting that uh, they're gonna film the next Fast and the Furious in Mexico? <laughs> no, in uh, in Dubai, in that indoor ski rink. Maybe that because that's where to. you remember like the one with Ronda Rousey. It was, like that, I guess yeah. the, it's the one before Paul Paul Walker dies. I think they literally. And it's like the one where they they're one. they're like one skyscraper and they and they go to the other one. Yeah, <laughs> they literally drive a car between buildings and then they do it like a third time or a second time. I think they do it like twice. And after yeah, the first they jump time, from one building. No, to the, the other. first time you're like, oh, that's cool, and then you're like, okay, yeah, stop right there. Yes. Like it's enough. It's that's enough. Not and re- then they that's go not realistic. And, and they go Definitely and they not. jump from like the the second tower to like the next skyscraper. And I'm like, okay, I'm, gonna, a, like, I'm gonna go home. Ten million now. dollar, yeah. like, was it Maserati? Or yeah, something? it was like a one in a million car. Like, <laughs> and then it's like the, the other thing with that movie is like, it's not like they're superheroes, but like they're just normal. Like, oh yeah, they're normal. Uh, yeah, that's the like, thing is like they literally somehow became just like abnormal humans from being like yeah from being like like low level street criminals to well, like, well not only that like okay he's a really good driver like yeah <sighs> but you still can't go through three buildings and what yeah. you know. Yeah. Not to mention those glass panes could take a car. I was like, yeah. the thing too, like, mm-hmm. you think, like, if you're just, like, from the streets, like, are you, like, mentally prepared to, like, just drive a car through, like, through the air like that? Ricky, it's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just imagine being in that building. You're there working. Oh, man, I got to return these reports. And I don't know where from the window. Giant car. Bah, what the doesn't hit anybody <laughs> no injuries it's like you're i think um the big thing in a lot of like the marvel movies and like even like the dc ones is like the destruction that they cause is like relevant to the story in like the next film but i feel like uh you would think like people in like dubai would be upset like the u.s government came and like wrecked their fucking building <laughs> and like destroyed their city but like no one says anything about like, that the fuck man yeah what it's like a world it's like a worldly thing like oh shit like africa you're going through bad shit like us russians are going through bad shit too like there's no reason for us to be mad at destroy each other, each other. yeah yeah, so, yeah keep yeah. your superheroes we got these place. fucking superheroes to fucking worry about you know like who gives no but it's like if that's the furious are like no repercussions like any destruction that caught that is caused like it's just like oh, okay it's fine like in all those cop movies where, yeah where the where they're like the the boss is like you know you've caused all this you know whatever like the ca's on my ass or whatever that kind yeah. of stuff 
your rap bitch cost me ten million dollars. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, next, like, I will take your badge. It's like we're gonna get these like street criminals to drive cars for us, and nothing's gonna happen to you. What are like, you talking about, man? The Rock's behind them. He's the trying rock. to catch them. Mm-hmm. No, he's a good guy. Like they're all on the same team now. Wasn't Jason Statham? Yeah, Jason Statham's like the villain, and then they did like this. Yeah, isn't he a good guy now too? Oh, I don't, oh yeah, because they did that movie. See, these movies are the Expendables number, and shit. What number are they? Because now they're, they're nine. I think this is like number wow. nine. Wow, that's probably like the biggest. Well, I don't know, maybe not, but it's probably the most, the biggest Star Wars. franchise. Oh, I would Star? say Star Wars, but I think this might be like second because I feel like it's one of the biggest franchises for like sure. these movies. Uh-huh. Like I know, like after a while, like we do like two or three because they make a lot of money. Oh right? yeah. I feel like movies that go into two or three, and you're like, oh, cool, and they're wide releases, but then after like four, five, six, it's right. all like straight to DVD or whatever. Right. Well, these movies are like consistently coming out well, in theaters that make And they like, get bigger. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, more following. That, that, so that's exactly it. There's no, oh, this is like, I don't know, Love Boat 45 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, no one watches that. Right. Like, what were we talking about the other day? Some movie, and they're like, oh, they made a third one and a fourth one of that? Psh, I don't know. It's that. like those Bronson movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Soft. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Like, oh, wasn't they, weren't they called Death Wish? Yeah, but there's like six of them, I think. Oh, really? I think, yeah, there's yeah, a lot only, of those movies. I only knew the one. So you know how I used um, Luchadores for posters oh, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. For, a, for a while, and I still have that. I want to use Charles Bronson as like my muse for like posters too. That's good. Yeah. Back and forth. I don't know that people know that much about him. That'd be cool. Yeah. Use like that? The, the, like, it's him and Mario Almada, right? Like, that's it. <laughs> oh, that would yeah. be the dream movie. Yeah. Did Mario Almada do like an English movie or something like that? Oh, I don't know. I'm the, sure he did. He probably has like 300 movies under his oh, belt. Yeah. yeah. And he, like, he talks about that in uh, that Vice interview, remember? Mm-hmm. You seen that little doc about the narco cinema? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he's oh, like, yeah, I've done like, f- like 500 movies. <laughs> and that. But like really? those movies, they, yeah, he talked about it. And then he just like, he, like those movies, they dish them out in like in two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's They're another. amazing. They're still great. Mm-hmm. Love that. I have to watch one of those. Now. You got any eye drops? No, I have eardrops. Same thing. Try those. Try those. Try those. Put them on. No, uh, the one that got me like crazy was uh, Antonio Aguilar has a ton of movies too, and he has like an English movie that apparently was like a huge blockbuster in the U.S. too. He plays like this Mexican general, and they're like fighting. I think it was like a Texas from like the fifties or sixties or more modern. It's uh, like seventies around there, but apparently it was like a big giant blockbuster and everything. But yeah, he's it's a full on character. He's there like half of the time. You know, it's a stereotypical like. I haven't Mexican seen it, but I know Cantinflas had like a, a huge hit with, or he got pulled to do the around, around the world, the world one. And, yeah, around exactly. the world. Oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like a big deal movie. I don't think it did as well as he wanted it to be. But isn't that the basis of the biopic? I think they based it around. Yeah, that. yeah. They based it around that, but that was like a big Hollywood movie in the I don't know fifties or sixties. So yeah. yeah, yeah. All those crossovers. What's his name? Um, Elvis has that Spanish thing too. He does. He yeah. He comes out in a movie. It's a Spanish movie or Mexican movie, and he has a scene where he's, he's doing. Um, I think it's Guadalajara. He's singing that song. Oh yeah, with wow. the mariachi and everything. It, it's it sounds bad, but it's I mean it's Elvis. So yeah, yeah. It's all, all like uh, Nat King Cole album, and it's all like Spanish covers. Yeah, and it's terrible. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible, man. Is it like classic covers? Yeah, like he does like like La La Feria de las Flores, but he just sings it in like broken Spanish. Really? That's uh, I kind of want to. You know who I? I'm assuming this is legit. I just saw like a clip. Maybe this is two or three weeks ago. I think it was Billie Eilish, just like in a room or in her whatever with I think a guitar possibly, and she was doing a Spanish song with like no accent. Huh? Like really? with no accent. She was doing. Uh, 
a Carla Morrison cover. Ooh. That know. fits very well. Like, I feel like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you guys have to, to check this. it out. I, uh-huh. I don't know if it's one of those, like, oh, it's fake or it's real. Like, it looked fine to me. I didn't really, like, sit down and, like, you know, figure out if it was, like, not re- But it seemed like it, because in the middle, she says something, like, in her regular voice and then went yeah. back to singing. Uh, but check that out. You are listening to her Bond track? She's, she did the song for the new oh, Bond yeah, movie? Yeah, so the other day I was working on something at home and I just find random things to play. And that just came up and I thought it had been out for a while and then two or three days later they're like, oh, this just came out. I was like, yeah. oh, I guess this just came out. Yeah, they announced it like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, and then um, and then I guess it just came out because they were talking about, it was on NPR and they were talking about like best Bond tracks. I don't know. They hit or miss. No, it was one of them. They had announced the. They had announced that she did it or was going to do it, and then they were comparing other songs, like other Bond tracks Adele's to each other. Yeah, the only one, Yeah, that's the only one I can really remember is like the Adele one and Goldeneye. But no, there's like. Isn't that um, what's his name? The Michael Jackson sister, Janet. Isn't Janet Jackson the Goldeneye one? I think so. I don't know. That's I I remember the Adele, I don't know who I mean I'm Adele, sure. Adele, yeah that one's easy because it's called Skyfall and she yeah. just says Skyfall a lot. <laughs> it's a great song. Well then I guess they were kind of like um, a few years ago too they had Alicia Keys and Jack White. Oh really? Yeah. Lately it looks like oh who's the next like big like oh Adele mm-hmm. was huge like a couple years ago like yeah she's our next one. We're that gonna, probably is like how much do you want here it is do the song. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look up a list to see if we remember them. I I I don't remember like the cool Bond tracks. I just remember like, uh, what is it? Uh, Mission Impossible and like Limbiscuit oh, yeah, and Metallica yeah. and stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, the one Bond one. Like which one? I guess the, well, the classic one is the wing, the Wings one. Live and Let Die. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a good one. Though, yeah, but that's like older. Okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a list. Okay, Chris Cornell did. You know my name. That's a Bond track. I remember that, yeah. Tom Jones, Thunderball. I'm not sure how old these are. These are like, like from Madonna, Die Another Day. Remember that? Oh, I do oh, remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Aha did one. Okay. Oh yeah, I heard that song's pretty good. The Aha one. Sam Smith did one. Writings on the wall. For the last one, probably. Uh, there's some uh, some old ones. There's the Adele Skyfall, Duran Duran. I guess. Cheryl Crow, Tomorrow Never Dies. Remember that? That's uh, a great one. Yeah. Gladys Knight, that's an old one. License to Kill. Bond tracks. Bond tracks. There's Bond a, tracks? Yeah. yeah like, there's the uh, the Jack White. Uh, wait, where'd it go? Jack White and Alicia Keys, Another Way to Die. Um, what Tina, are Bond tracks? Tina Tar- Turner. Um, oh, I do remember the Tina Turner one. Did uh, she do GoldenEye, didn't she? Uh, Tina Turner did. GoldenEye, she yeah. did. Yep. It's like the song... Bond tracks for like, it's like yeah like the soundtrack on the James Bond movie like who does the single oh, so like recently Bond tracks yeah, yeah I got you it's like I recently announced that Billy Eilish well Billy yeah, the song came out it's like Billy Eilish did Billy is Eilish for, is doing it for the next movie I thought you were gonna say Billy Idol no Eilish uh, Louis Armstrong did one oh, wow. uh, really mm-hmm. <laughs> we have all the time in the world I don't know what look for we have all the time in the world <laughs> I'm trying to see like they're r- ranking them here but uh nancy sinatra i guess there's billy Eilish already um carly simon and then what are they paul mccartney wins living like that yeah that's a good one i always remember you ever seen the movie ted and he has to sing the song to like octopusy no oh, no and he's like terrible at it and you hear that i don't it was like with Nora jones too wait 
Paul McCartney did Live and Let Die. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we, that's the reason why he did that song for the movie. Yeah, the movie Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that shit. Eat breakfast right and it's educational this exactly. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Show it to your kids. Music yeah. trivia. Yeah. Blowing his mind in. <laughs> Loving it. Loving Play it in class. That's mm. what you gotta do. What? Put it in there just like listen to nah, this. I put on that. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, what do you now. play in class? I'll play Well, I do like an art thing after school on Mondays. And so, so I'll do like Cafatuguba just cause it's inspirational. Well, we're do- I think that day we were doing Frida. Like we were doing cause we were looking at um, her style. So I was like, oh, this seems like fitting. Speaking of freedom, um, there's, a, um, there's a show coming out to San Francisco in the mm-hmm. next month or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the young people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sh- uh, Cafe Takua? No, no, no Frida the Frida mm-hmm. exhibit. Really? So if you ever go to Mexico City, her house is one of the is one of the stops that like it's like oh a tur- not a tourist spot I mean it is a tourist yeah it's like spot. a museum right but yeah basically her house is set up kind of like how she used to have it's called like Casa Azul which is yeah. like just big blue house in a really cool area of town and the very artsy area of town is probably due because of her yeah and then you know her beds you know how after a while she like she couldn't really walk yeah and yeah so her beds have like that mirror on top where she do her portraits she oh. just lay on the bed there's the mirror on top and then she like. All her supplies and whatever, yeah. like, yeah. Well, because like, we did, we looked at the PowerPoint, and you can see, like, because it's like they're all self portraits for yeah. a while, yeah. And then, like, all like her, like, kind of last self portrait, she's like, like, long, like, down hair, kind of messy, and she's really not like the Frida that you're used to, because mm-hmm. yeah. that like her life is deteriorating at that point, and after that, she just did like fruit, yeah, still life. Yeah. I think if I would have. Been to the if I would, I'm probably gonna go one day. When I go there, I'm gonna freak out. I'm probably gonna, I don't think I'll cry, but I'll, I'll have an emotional reaction, that's for sure, because I freaking it's, love her stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm you go to her house, you literally go to her house. There's portraits, there's supplies, there's this, is that, like, oh, here's her room, here's her bed, and then you kind of go through, and then the patio is really cool. I mean, it's mildly set up for people to walk through it, but it's still a house. And it's like what we were talking mm-hmm. about with Ricky. Like, oh, there's a room here. There's another room there. And then you kind of go through here. And here's the kitchen. The kitchen looks really cool. Is Diego Rivera's house also open or no? Let me see. The Diego one next Rivera's door house. with the bridge. Um, so I, I, my grandma happens to live by one of his museums that he built while mm-hmm. he was still there. It looks like a pyramid all out of volcanic rock. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like. 15 20 minute walk from my grandma's house it's not like in a tourist area uh-huh. which is weird but it's all that volcanic stuff oh, wow. uh, it's called the anawakali it's like a museum that has a lot of he used to before you could like dig st- stuff off the ground and keep it for yourself like oh here's like uh-huh. an a- ancient artifact from like the toltecas or whatever i just keep it or i'll buy it from like you found it uh-huh. yeah, i'll buy it so before that he used to collect all that oh, wow. and so he had this huge collection so that's where that's where it came from. That's what this holds. And then the very top part was supposed to be his studio, but I think he died before it was completely finished or something. That's crazy. You can't do that anymore, right? Yeah, that's part no, of like national... You, even even when he was collecting uh-huh. it, it was starting to become a okay. thing, but he had some already. And I, I mean, it, it, it's not like he kept them. It eventually kind of went to so the public think, or whatever. That makes you think like, you know, I said it's, like it's in a weird area. Mm-hmm. So I know like um, the guy who, you know, those Maya cinemas, like Fresno has one and Delano has one. Yeah. So he talked about the guy who created those is like the director of selena i think some other like kind of like hispanic films the mo- the movie you mean yeah oh, okay um but he talked about like when he was growing up um there was like a little movie theater on like every block you know like those old theaters and stuff and they would show like just like a five cent movie 
Right, right. Right. So I wonder if like that museum is meant for like the neighborhood. Like it's like the neighborhood museum. Uh, you so know like what? you don't have to go. So, yeah, you don't have to go into the city. You, I, you know, there it is, right there. Yeah, I've, so I've heard plenty about it. I think what happened with that is you're in Mexico City, and this was probably like the '60s or something. Uh, remember I told you about the volcano and stuff. Yeah. Because of how rough the terrain was there, it was uninhabited. Oh, it was okay. like we're going to the where it's easy to build. Right. Eventually, like the 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 city got so many millions of people that people started just going anywhere that was available. Yeah. And so at the time, that happened to be like an available space, and it has like cactuses and a bunch of stuff growing naturally. So oh, okay. I think he liked that. Uh, since he built it, a bunch of not because of it's been there, but just because of sprawl, it's you know it's filled up all around it. So it's just a bunch of like neighborhoods all around it now. Yeah. But I think it was one of those like why well, can't do this downtown? Oh, it's, it's like a, it's like a new area. Yeah, like, it's oh. like I don't know. Remember Disneyland, right? Like Disneyland yeah. was set up in like oh, orange fields, in orange yeah. fields or whatever. But now it's like surrounded by stuff. So it's a version of that. I think it's it's not as big as that right, by right. means, but. But it's cool. I'll show you guys pictures later. Interesting. Everything is just built around it. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap it up in a bit. But do you mind plugging your show and the album? Yeah. So March 7th, The Cellar Door. We're playing with Dace Baby. Oh, and Strange Mind, who is in the middle of a tour um, throughout the Western United States, I believe. So they're literally playing like San Diego the night before. They come to Visalia and then they go. I forget where they go. They go up north, I think. Like, I don't know if it's San Francisco or Oakland or some version of that. Uh, so I mean if you've never seen Strange Mind like don't even come from a condo just come catch them no I'm kidding but they're really good Days go ba- for both Days Baby who's a newer band at least like kind of in my eyes I've seen them live already they're really cool like I, 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 me and Chris were going back and forth on how to describe them so the guitar player and the, the singer in particular has this like I don't even know what to call it like he has like this Jim Morrison like movement type stuff like i don't know that he does that on purpose but that's Fluidity. what i yeah like he's like sort of slow sexy moves and and like but they're really cool they're very entertaining they played at that february 14th show with with weber not that long ago not bad what's the name of this band uh, days baby days baby yeah they're like in san francisco playing shows like this weekend oh nice shit. Uh, they're they? local they're local uh hanford possibly hanford. yeah uh so uh them uh strange bind <laughs> macondo Celador. It is a relatively early show because the Celador does those things where they do like kind of half half of the evening is a show and then the other half is like more of a dance thing like it kind of transitions a little bit. So show up early. I think it's a seven. I mean music will start shortly after. Maybe not exactly at seven but uh, we'll have our albums available for sale. I mean the, the, uh, the full album will come out that day as well. So streaming and purchasing and all that stuff. But if you want a physical copy for the artwork or uh, you know, want you want Chris? How to much like, for the album? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Do you take cash, PayPal? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we Red should look. set up a PayPal. And well, I mean, I don't know when does this come out, Ricky? Uh, probably tomorrow. Okay, so um, you, if you are local and you have my information or my condo's information, just Instagram or whatever, we might be able to give you a CD ahead of time if you want to purchase one ahead and listen to it as a pre. What? What, what do you call that? Preview. 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 Yeah. Preview. Full album. Everything nice. All right, and you guys have the Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, just, just look up my condo band. Usually for most most things. So when are you playing? M A C O N D O. Yeah. When, when are you when are you guys playing Cellar Door again? March seventh, Saturday. March seventh, uh, seven p.m. Cellar Door by uh, Macondo. 
birthdays, baby. Strange the week wine. before my birthday. Mm-hmm. We can celebrate your birthday then. Yeah. yeah. And then um, after that, we'll probably do like, you know, weeks or whatever. But we'll probably do like some Fresno or something out there. Cool. But come yeah. come to Visalia. Downtown Visalia is great. Yeah. So, thank you. All right, then. All right. <coughs> that's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing you know that's not really a thing with us yeah there. but i can yes. just say it yeah. Yes. yeah yeah thank you for breakfast and thank you for having yeah, me yeah, yeah. yeah thank you for coming yeah, yeah. thank you for All coming right. we'll see you guys